Exodus chapter 16. <coughs> we looked at part of this chapter last week, but I'm going to go ahead and start uh, at the beginning again and read through it. Exodus chapter 16, we're going to look, I'm going to read through the whole chapter, all 36 verses here, um, see what's going on in, the, in uh, the journey here with Israel, um, and as I said this morning, it's such a picture of us, uh, there's a couple things in here that just show mankind how we really are, and uh, I, I read this and I want to I want to say what fools they were. I get frustrated at Israel watching their, their uh, selfishness and their complaining. And uh, as I just read it, I'm, com- I'm reminded over and over how often I uh, am dissatisfied and how many times I complain and murmur and uh, forget what God has done for me uh, so often. So let's have a word of prayer. And, then, and we're going to read the entire chapter before we get, get going this morning, this evening. Father, uh, thank you for loving us. Thank you, Lord, for the singing this evening. Lord, it is um, such a blessing to sing the hymns. Lord, to uh, dwell and, and consider the truths that we're singing about. Lord, as we, as we sing about you and your love for us. And Lord, help that just to focus our minds. Lord, we ask that you would be glorified in the message tonight. I ask that you would strengthen me, and Lord, that you'd speak to each one of us. Thank you for your word. In Christ's name we pray, amen. So chapter 16, verse 1 says, And they took their journey from Elam, and all the congregation of the children of Israel came unto the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai, on the fifteenth day of the second month, after their departing out of the land of Egypt. And the whole congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. The children of Israel said unto them, Would to God we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when when we sat by the flesh (laughs) pots, slow down, when we sat by the flesh pots, and when we did eat bread to the full. For ye have brought us forth into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Then said the Lord unto Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a certain rate every day, that I will, may prove them whether they will walk in my law or no. And it shall come to pass that on the sixth day they shall prepare that which they bring in, and it shall be twice as much as they gather daily. Moses and Aaron said unto all the children of Israel at even, Then ye know, shall know that the Lord hath brought you out of the, hand, out of the land of Egypt. And in the morning then ye shall see the glory of the Lord, for that he heareth your murmurings against the Lord. And what are we that ye murmur against us. And Moses said, This shall be when the Lord shall give you in the evening flesh to eat, and the morning bread to the full, for that the Lord heareth your murmurings, which ye murmur against him. And what are we? Your murmurings are not against us, but against the Lord. And Moses spake unto Aaron, saying to all the congregation of the children of Israel, Come near before the Lord, for he hath heard your murmurings. And it came to pass, as Aaron spake unto the whole congregation of the children of Israel, that they looked towards the wilderness, and behold, the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, 
I have heard the murmurings of the children of Israel speak unto them, saying, At even ye shall eat flesh, and in the morning ye shall be filled with bread, and ye shall know that I am the Lord your God. And it came to pass that at even the quails came up and covered the camp, and in the morning the dew lay round about the host. And when the dew that lay was gone up, behold, upon the face of the wilderness there lay a small round thing, as small as the hoarfrost on the ground. When the children of Israel saw it, they said one to another, It is manna, for they wist not what it was. And Moses said unto them, This is the bread which the Lord hath given you to eat. This is the thing which the Lord hath commanded. Gather of it every man according to his eating, and omer for every man. According to the number of your persons, take every man for them which are in his tents. The children of Israel did so, and gathered some more and some less. And when they did meet it with an omer, he that gathered much had nothing over, and he that gathered little had no lack. They gathered every man according to his eating. And Moses said, Let no man leave of it till the morning. Notwithstanding, they hearkened not unto Moses, but some of them left it until the morning, and it bred worms and stank, and Moses was wroth with them. And they gathered it every morning, every man according to his eating, and when the sun waxed hot, it melted. It came to pass that on the sixth day they gathered twice as much bread, two omers for one man, and all the rulers of the congregation came and told Moses. And he said unto them, This is that which the Lord hath said, Tomorrow is the rest of the holy Sabbath unto the Lord. Bake that which ye will bake today, and seethe that ye will seethe, and that which remaineth over lay up for you to be kept until the morning. They laid it up till the morning, as Moses bade, and it did not stink, neither was there any worms therein. Moses said, Eat that today, for it is, for today is a Sabbath unto the Lord. Today ye shall not find it in the field. Six days shall ye gather it, but on the seventh day that which is the Sabbath, or which is a Sabbath, in that, in it there shall be none. And it came to pass that there went out some of the people on the seventh day for together, and they found none. And the Lord said unto Moses, How long refuse ye to keep my commandments and my laws? See, for that the Lord hath given you the Sabbath, therefore he giveth you on the sixth day the bread of two days. Abide ye every man in his place, let no man go out of his place on the seventh day. So the people rested on the seventh day. And the house of Israel called the name of manna, and it was like coriander seed, white, and the taste of it was like wafers made with honey. And Moses said, This is the thing which the Lord commanded. Fill an omer of it to be kept for your generations, that they may see the bread wherewith I have fed you in the wilderness when I brought you forth from the land of Egypt. And Moses said unto Aaron, Take a pot and put an omer full of manna therein and lay it up before the Lord to be kept for your generations. And the Lord commanded Moses, or as the Lord commanded Moses, so Aaron laid it up before the testimony to be kept. And the children of Israel did eat manna forty years, until they came to the land inhabited, and they did eat manna, until they came under the borders of the land of Canaan. Now an omer is the tenth part of an ephah. All right, we're going to stop right there. This is an interesting chapter to me as he talks about the manna. I just wanted to look at three things. We see the, the, the murmuring in verses 1 through 8, the people as they are, and then we see from 19 to 30 some disobedience. Disobedience. Now they, or maybe you should, maybe I should call it partial obedience. It's an interesting thing to me. It, it just shows how we are. As I read this passage, the the disobedience in this uh, is our human nature, and and we'll look into that in just a second. And then continual blessing. God supplied all the way through. What an amazing thing. Forty years, 
they ate this bread. It must have been the best ever made. I don't think it's ever been duplicated. Uh, what an amazing thing. So one through eight, they murmur. And I'm not going to read back through it all, but I want you to see what Moses said as they murmured. There's two times in here Moses points out that they aren't murmuring against me. He looks at them and says, listen, you're not murmuring against me. You're murmuring against God. You're complaining about the situation here. And, and it, to me, it's so whiny. You know, you brought us out here into the wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. So dramatic. <laughs> so, so like human beings just to get all wound up and emotional and they're mad at Moses. You could have left us there to die by the flesh pots. We had, we had food to eat there. And, and discount the, the work that Egypt had done to them, what Pharaoh had done uh, in doubling their workload and not allowing them any, any slack in their production. Forget all of that. Let's just look at, we had some food back there, and now we're out here in the wilderness, and Moses, you brought us here to die. We're going to die. And I just see this little kid sitting on the ground pouting is the way I view them. They're whiny and they're complaining. And Moses said, listen, you're not murmuring against me. You're murmuring against God. He's, he's asking them to stop and consider, what are you doing here? What is, the, what is the issue really? The issue is that you're discontent with what God has just given you. And it's, it's just how we are. We, we can get into the circumstances and take our eyes off the blessings of God and get so discouraged so fast. Talked about Elijah over and over. It, it amazes me, Elijah's reaction to, to the queen. He just slew 400 prophets of Baal. God, he just saw God bring down fire and burn up that altar and the, the water around the altar. And there was nothing left. He just saw God's hand mightily work. And then one woman in a position of power Scared him so bad, he's up in the mountains wanting to die. And we laugh about it, but that not that the way it is? One moment we're walking by faith, and we see God do an amazing thing in our life. And we're praising Him for it. And the next, well, we're out here in the wilderness, and we're, we're going to die of hunger. Never mind that we just came from the, from the wells that God provided. We just saw Moses by God's power, put a tree in the water and the waters become sweet. We just saw the Red Sea get divided. But now we're a little bit hungry and so we're mad at God. They murmured against Him. said, verse 7, And what are we that ye murmur against us? You're murmuring against the Lord. He said it again in verse 8. What are we? Your murmurings are not against us, but against the Lord. It just brings them back to the truth. Does God always do right? He always does right. Every circumstance in our life is right. If we're looking, at, we're looking at the circumstances and we're going to start complaining, if we're going to look at our government and we're going to start complaining, I'm not happy with our government. I don't like the direction of our country. Please don't get me wrong. But if I'm going to start murmuring, who am I murmuring against? Who allowed it to happen? He's in control of all things. Did he put me in this socialist government for me to die? Where, would, it, would you just put me back in COVID? 
Woe is me. Isn't that the way we are, though? We can look at our circumstances now and get so discouraged, so, so fed up with what's going on, and it's just murmuring against God. Moses pointed out to him twice, stop complaining about the circumstances. It's murmuring against God. He knows where you are. He knows what you're going to do today. He knows what your needs are. And then God provides the manna for them. And I read a great sermon, and I was tempted to preach it tonight. It's not my sermon. I was tempted to bring it. And, and if you want to see it, I got a copy of it. I copied it off because it was a blessing to me on the manna being a picture of Christ. It's a type of Christ, God's provision for, the, for those who are in need. And this manna is, is an amazing thing. You imagine getting up in the morning and it's just laying there on the ground. Go out and gather it. They murmured against God and His answer was, you want to see who I am? I'm going to show you that I am God. He brought in the quail and He put the blessing down on the ground in the morning. Go out, gather up that ephah. Or no, omer. Tenth part of an ephah. I looked at, I tried to find what an omer was. The closest I could get is about two quarts. And that's a guess from what I can find on, on the almighty Google. Uh, <laughs> we're not sure. Uh, but anyway, about two quarts of this per person was there laying for them every day. They didn't have to, they didn't have to go plant the, the wheat. They didn't have to grind the wheat. They didn't have to do anything. God just had it for them when they walked out of their tent in the morning. What an amazing thing. For 40 years, the best bread ever made. It had to be. I want to try it someday. I hope we have some manna in heaven. I'd like to know what that tastes like. Angel food. Angel food. Yeah, it's got to be great. But God just provided for them. And, and, they, and we'll see as you go on, they murmur against Him over and over. But He provided for them. Now I want to look at, at their disobedience. Because He said, listen, just gather enough for that day. And eat what you gathered. Eat what you gather. Don't leave it over for the, through the night. It doesn't seem like that big of a thing. It doesn't sound like it's that hard of a thing that God asked for them to do. But you show their, they, they just show their weak faith in that we read some of them kept it overnight. It's this idea, well, we're out here in the wilderness and we have bread today, but what about tomorrow? Did He really mean every day that it was going to be there? This is how our mind works. And so they held on to it over the night. And God put worms in that bread and it stank. That must have been <laughs> interesting. It's always amazing to me. I don't see God doing things. God doesn't do half measures. So it wasn't kind of smelly. It wasn't just a couple worms. It was like loaded with maggots and smelled like it had been there for a month. God put a stink into that camp. And Moses was wroth with him. Why? Because they didn't trust Him. Because they simply didn't think, okay, I'm in simple obedience, I'm going to do what God said today, and tomorrow He's going to meet my need again. But right now I have this bread in front of me, and I'm going to keep it. I'll eat one quart of it, and that way I'll have a quart tomorrow. Instead of taking the blessings of God and using them, he, they hoarded them. And then he said, okay, and then on the sixth day, you're going to gather twice as much. 
And he showed his power again because that night it was preserved. I mean, every day of their life for 40 years, they saw a miracle from God. Him provide over and over and over. And yet there's those that did not go out and and gather on the sixth day. They waited and went out on the seventh. Disobeying the Sabbath and disobeying the orders God had given them. Why? Just simply because their faith is weak. Matthew chapter 7. I know I've read this some lately. I've I've been stuck in this area, uh, this part of the Bible lately. Twenty-four through twenty-seven. that I had this planned out for this morning's message. This wasn't for tonight. I wrote it on the wrong sheet. I'm going to read it anyway. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. The rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. Everyone that heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. The rain descended, the floods came, the wind blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. That matches with the sermon, doesn't it? Listen, they simply had to obey God. He asked them to do something, not very hard. Obey Him in simple faith that He's going to do what He said He's going to do. We love to see Him provide. It's an amazing thing to see God meet our needs. I've given testimony before, but I think about it all the time. When, when as a kid, I watched my dad uh, get into faith promise. And he sat down and he explained it to us. And I knew what his salary was. I knew what he made there at the church as the youth pastor and the associate pastor of a church. And it wasn't very much. I knew what our rent cost. And that was... Not super cheap, not terrible, but compared to the money he was making, it was a good chunk of it. He had three teenage sons, and we ate everything in sight. My older brother ate everything in sight, and I'm not kidding. He's that big around, but he was always hungry. Ate the whole jar of peanut butter cookies, and he hates peanut butter. That's how hungry he was all the time. And he sat down and he said... We're going to give $50 a month, a week, to Faith Promise. That's what God's told me to do. Now, I looked at that and I thought, okay. Okay, if that's, if that's what you say the Lord's said. And He wanted us to see it. And I promise you that He met our needs every day. Over and over And over. Why? Because he obeyed. Because God gave him a number and told him what he was going to do through him, and he simply obeyed. Not because my dad's anything special. 
compared to any other person. He's, he's a human. I know all of his flaws. I've been around him for a long time. But he obeyed God. And he watched as God blessed him over and over and over. I'm thankful that he let us see that. I'm so glad he let us watch what God did. Not so we were lift dad up in our sight, but so that I learned to watch God provide. And we rejoiced in his provision for us. We never went a day hungry. Matter of fact, we, we were blessed beyond measure in what we had. Because God provided when we simply obeyed. If they had just, God provided for them, all they had to obey, do was obey there in, in, in uh, Exodus. Matthew chapter 12, verse 50. Interesting little statement here. For whosoever shall do the will of my Father, which is in heaven, the same as my brother and sister and mother. Jesus is simply saying, obey the Father. Obey the Father. If you do that, you're walking with God. They were either greedy or they had no faith or it was both. And they didn't obey. They said, I'm going to do this my own way. This is what I see today and this is what I'm going to do because I don't know what tomorrow is going to come do and I don't know uh, where I'm going to get my next meal so I'm going to hang on to this. And God said, just simply obey. Just simply obey. What an amazing thing to see God provide for them. Forty years in the wilderness. Now we see the disobedience and then the continual blessings. So 31 through 36 speaks of that. God supplied all the way through. All the way through. We see where they get tired of manna. That's how we are. We we're, uh, get tired of the same blessings. Our flesh gets up. We want something new. This is boring now. I've eaten this over and over and over. We'll see where they get, and get punished for, for murmuring against that. And God says you're going to eat meat until it's coming out of your skin. Until <laughs> tell you just reek of it because you're complaining about my supply. But God met their needs moment by moment every single day. Psalms 37, 25. I have been young, and now I'm old. <laughs> I saw a commercial that was, a person was, uh, it was a shampoo just for men, to dye the hair, to get the gray out. I thought, I wonder what I'd look like if I dyed the gray out. <laughs> I'm getting older, the hair is gray. As, as when Elizabeth cuts my hair, I, I look down at it every time. She kind of laughs at me, and I just kind of, just do an inventory. Well, it's about two parts gray and eight parts brown. Last time it was a little less. I just see it progressing all the time. Be gray-headed by the time I'm 50. <laughs> I've been young, now I'm old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. 
you cannot say you've ever seen the righteous forsaken. Every one of us can say, I've, I've watched God provide for those that are His. He always meets the needs. I'm young, I've been, I've been young, now I'm old. I've never seen Him forsaken. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Verse 6. <coughs> Excuse me. This I say. He which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. He which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he hath purposed in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly nor of his necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. As it is written, he hath dispersed abroad, he hath given to the poor, his righteousness remaineth forever. Now he that ministereth seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food, and multiply your seed sown, and increase the fruit of your righteousness. He says, verse 8, such an amazing verse, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you. All grace that ye being having that ye always having all sufficiency in all things. He says you're going to be your needs are going to be met continually in all things. That's a promise God made. I'm not up here preaching prosperity gospel. You're not going to be rich. It's not what we're to be focused on anyway. Those things have wings and fly away. Emptiness, Solomon said. Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. He said, whatever that there was in this life, I've had, a, I've, I've had access to everything, and it's emptiness. The richest man that ever lived, the wisest man that ever lived, the craziest man that ever lived, he had everything, and he said, it's emptiness. When grace is, it bounds towards us that we always have all sufficiency in all things, it is to abound in all good works that I can serve Him and He's going to meet all of my needs. Talking about this afternoon, having a conversation about missionaries and, and so many of them coming off the field. Are we praying for them to have all grace abound toward them? that they have all sufficiency in all things. I mean, it's available for them. If they fail, they're responsible for that. But we can pray for them that this is true in their life. That God is meeting their needs day by day by day in the spiritual battle that they're in. He said He's going to meet our needs. I don't need to focus on that. What's my focus going to be tomorrow? Am I going to worry about if there's going to be on Tuesday morning? Get up on Monday, God's met my needs. He's supplied all that I have, all that I need. And I'm going to trust Him for that. What am I going to do Tuesday? Keep some of it back? He says, listen, you sow sparingly, you reap sparingly. When you get given the blessings of God, give it out. Go and minister to people. Be a blessing to others. Israel could only focus on themselves. They see the blessings of God 
They see you provided for them a little further on down the road. There's no food. They're complaining. It's not going to be too long until they're going to be complaining about water. In the next chapter, they're whining because they're thirsty. It's just like we are, always murmuring against him and have little faith that he's going to meet our needs. He said, I can make it all abound in all sufficiency in all things that you abound to every good work. Let's not murmur against him this week. Let's just trust the Lord. Take the blessings that he has and, and abound in good works. Take what he's given us and, and, and minister to those around us. He always meets our needs. Always. We'll never see the righteous forsaken or his, need, his seed begging bread. Let's pray. Father, thank you again for tonight, for each one here this evening. Thank you for the blessings in our life, for your provision for us. Lord, help us to trust in you. Lord, to take those things which you've given us, to minister to others, to focus our, our hearts and minds on you, to trust you to always meet our needs. Lord, help us not to have an earthly focus this week. Have our minds set on those things that are heavenly, those things that last, those things that bring honor and glory to you. Father, that you may use us this week. Lead and guide in the funeral on Tuesday. Father, I ask for your spirit to work. Lord, we need your spirit. We need to be walking with you. The Bible said that without you we can do nothing. So Lord, we depend on you for that. And we ask that you would increase our faith. That, that Tuesday we're walking in the spirit. Walking by faith, not by sight. And, and, and that your power is shown. Lord, we'd love to hear of souls being saved as a result of this, the services on Tuesday. Work in a mighty way, Father. Guide us this week in all that's done. In Christ's name we pray, amen.